Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you listen to this podcast. It's your boy, Big Moose Thomas, here on the Big Moose Thomas podcast. Let's get it. Yo, man, today we so hype, man. Yo, first of all, happy Friday out there to everybody, man. Thank y'all so much for sticking through. Thank you very much for the listens. Thank you very much for the information and everything, man. Um, first and foremost, get this out the way. I will be at the game this Sunday. So please, if you like to meet up, again, just hit me on Twitter at Big Moose Thomas. I'll definitely get back to y'all. We can make something happen. I will be tailgating. Uh, everything will be in full effect. Beers will be in full effect. Uh, I'll have a couple of steaks, hot dogs, hamburgers. It'll be great, man. So, yo, we'd love to see y'all out there. Uh, I believe I'm going to be in Lot Green. Uh, I'll check on that for y'all, though, and I'll give y'all an update on Twitter about that. But, yo, uh, Dallas week, man. Dallas week, man. We close. We close, man. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, let's start off with the uh, with some of the news that we got from yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, Mike McCarthy, uh, he he's he's guaranteeing a win. He's guaranteeing a win. He said, I believe we're gonna win this game. And he's like, on to the next one, man. He's kind of looking past us. Ooh, like. My thing is, where where did he get that confidence from to say that? Um, I know he has all three of his pass rushers that are back, so that's going to be challenging for our own line. But where's he getting this confidence from, man? I mean, he's acting like we ain't got Heineke back there. He's not acting like, you know, he's acting like McLaurin ain't going to be playing. Like, like we ain't got a big target in Cam Sims trying to get into, bro. Like, he's acting like we ain't getting people back. Um... Yeah, man. Like, where did he get this confidence from? And why is everybody riding us off, man? We gonna, we definitely gonna talk about this, uh, this podcast. So, first of all, uh, let's talk about the people we getting back. Um, it's looking like so far we're gonna be getting Landon Collins back, which is gonna be great. It's also looking like, um, uh, let's see who else we gonna get back real quick. I don't know why I came with so much force on that line. I was coming out here like, yo, let me give you the rundown right now. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, um. Totally forgot to pull the injury report up. I was about to do this, man. So sorry about that stupidity right there. We gonna fix that though. I got high hopes for you, man. We gonna see. All right. Um, Landon Collins looking like he gonna play. We gonna get him back. Jonathan Allen was looking like pretty good. So it's not that we lost him, but he was a little shaky. We gonna we gonna see about that. Uh, Sheriff is looking pretty good. Samuel's looking pretty good. West Schweitzer was a, did not participate uh, both days. Eh, we're going to see what happens and comes out today. Um, Jamin Davis, he went from uh, did not participate to a limited participation, so possibly we'll get him back. And Ricky Seal Jones looking good, too, so that would be a good addition um, with the uh, with Logan going on IR, man. You know, that hurt, but hey, man, I am just just want him to get better. So we're going to play this back, man, so I'm happy. Um, let's talk about who's going to be out. <sighs> okay. So, on this injury report here, the cool thing is I do not see J.D. McKissick on here. Huh. Let's take a trip over to the Washington Twitter real quick, man. I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical, to say the least, but let me see. Let me see, man. I could. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think we're going to get J.D. McKissick back, bro, like. I think it's almost a guarantee right now, but let's make sure. 
Oh, by the way, they finally put Haneke on the Twitter page. It is a great look. Thank you so much for finally doing that. I needed to see him out there, so I'm so so happy to see that. Yeah, I'm looking at the injury report. Yeah, he's just not on there, so shouts out to him. Let me make sure he's not an IR, but if he's not an IR, then we are all good, man. Uh, yeah, that's that injury report. Depth chart. Jaden McKissick. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, man, Jaden McKissick is back, bro. We are all good, y'all. We are all good. Jaden McKissick will be playing, man. He is not on that injury report at all. He's listed on the active roster. Let's get it. Man, it's so good to see that, man. All right, cool. Ooh, I'm scared for a second, man. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So, that's what we're getting back. Very happy to see that. Um, That means that, hey, we are looking good, looking large, and looking in charge. So, can't ask for much more than that. Um, in terms of people we're going to lose, uh, here's a good thing about uh, Sweat. So, if y'all heard, um, Montez Sweat has contracted COVID-19. Um, excuse me, he has tested positive for it. It's just a positive for COVID-19. It is looking like uh, he will have a 10-day minimum quarantine. Uh, I believe on that 10th day, he will be able to uh, take a test to see if he tests positive or negative again. Uh, fortunately slash unfortunately for us, that is the day before the Eagles game. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I mean, DN is one of those positions that is plug and play. So hopefully if he can just come back, boom. Uh, he was still practicing at home, I believe. I know he hasn't been around the facility that much. Um, but let's see if he can get healthy and get that going. I'm not going to politicize the COVID-19 or anything like that. I just hope that man gets better. We're going to leave that at that. Um, so that's it for there. Uh, but, yo, let's talk about some key things for this game that are now uh, that are now opening up. Uh, it's looking like Tony Pollard's going to be out, and it's looking like Dak is gimping around. Um, I said Dak. It's looking like Ezekiel Elliott is gimping around. So that run attack, uh, that crucial run attack that we know from the uh, that from the Cowboys, it's looking like it's going, you know, it might be there. Who knows? Dak can pop out and go for 200. Um, uh, knock on wood, you know, we hope that doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, it's always a quote-unquote possibility. But I just don't see that happening, which is really going to make them – pretty one-dimensional for us, which means that we're going to have really have to attack that pass and really watch out for the air. Man, my dog just farted. Jesus. Okay. Woo. Man, he got this thing smelling like a, smelling like a FedEx field porta potty. Anyway, um, man, Zeus, you really got me off track with that one. <laughs> Boy, trying to hit the back of my nostrils. But, um, yeah, it's going to make them one-dimensional, which uh, would really help us out. To be honest, I know that we struggle with the deep ball threats. I know that um, our defense does not like to see the ball in the air because early in the season we know how much trouble we had getting people off on third down. I mean, they could just throw it all over us. But I do think with the addition of our corners and the addition of having Collins coming back, that's going to be great because those swing plays, those medium yard plays, those five to six yard plays, um, Collins is great in defending that. Also, Jamin Davis is great in defending that. So, with the addition of those two um, being somewhat healthy, healthy-ish, uh, it's definitely going to definitely going to help us in securing those uh, third downs and getting them off the field. It's going to be great. So, I can't wait to see that, man. That's going to be so exciting to see our linebackers work. Um, call Collins what you want. 
man a linebacker, bro. And it's all good. I mean, positions change all the time. Um, you want to call him a box safety? You want to call him a, you know, whatever you want to call him, bro. I'm just going to call him a linebacker. Bro. That's, what, that's, what, that's what he is to me, bro. Uh, he, he a nickel linebacker. But, yo, so, so happy to see them coming back, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm really excited for this game, man. Really excited for this game. Uh, a McLaurin, he's looking healthy. He kind of took – I'm not going to say he took a week off last week because, of course, no one takes a week off when you play. But I'm saying in terms of hits, in terms of taking those contested shots and everything, uh, last week he wasn't called upon that much. So – Hopefully, um, with that added, you know, with the added time, not taking too many licks and everything, having a week and everything. Ah, uh, man, he should he should be ready to go. You know, he shouldn't he should have some fresh legs on him. Um, we saw what happened last time in that matchup with Trayvon Diggs and him. Uh, burner, burner. Um, I was actually in the chat yesterday listening to uh, a bunch of fans talk about Tray- Trayvon Diggs. One of the fans caught up an excellent point. Um, he is a receiver turn corner, which the great part about that is. Uh, they can run and look back at the ball because they're just going to run it like they're running a route at, at that point. But when it comes to the tackling aspect and trying to defend the ball and everything, that's where it gets a little shaky usually for those type of corners. And that's why McLaurin can just blaze right past him because the speed difference and, again, the, the, like this acceleration and the way that McLaurin gets open, I think it's going to be a little tr- going to be a little troubling for uh, uh, Diggs. Now, the thing that we need to worry about Diggs is, again, we talked about a wide receiver that went over to a corner. He can track the ball. Heineke can't let them think sail this game. We cannot have any sail balls. He will take advantage of that. That's what he's been doing all season. Granted, the Cowboys have had the easiest schedule in the NFL that nobody is talking about, and that is infuriating me right now, especially Shannon, Skip, Wiley, <coughs> excuse me, um, Stephen A., Everybody gonna talk about how easy the schedule would, um, there was, and you can definitely see um, how the NFL doesn't like the Washington football team. But again, I'll get to that later on in the podcast. It's something we definitely gotta talk about. But yeah, you can just see how they're just like, oh, the Cowboys, Stephen, the Cowboys rolling. You know, okay, they might have lost three or five, man. They look a little shaky, but Washington football had no identity. They're not gonna beat them. Okay, really, really. Again, here comes the bias in the draft capital. Okay. Um, as you know, Heineke was an undrafted quarterback. And they want to talk about that like Dak was a first-rounder. They're talking about that like he went number 10, number 5 overall. That's simply not the case, y'all. Again, Dak Prescott had a very I'm – not, I'm not going to say similar. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say similar, actually. He had a very similar way to how Romo got in the league, okay? Um, Dak Prescott's a fourth-round pick. Okay, he was pick one thirty five on the fourth. Like, that's not that's not, <laughs> that's not a first day pick. Hell, I think that barely might be a second day pick, man. <laughs> I think I think that's a third day pick, bro. I think I think you're looking at almost third day right there. So that's not a that's not a first day pick right there. So what's up? But somehow he doesn't like he doesn't talk about it because he started producing. He looked good. They gave him a shot. He played for the biggest team. They're going to get positive press. And he and they're like, hey, go ahead and go for it, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott is not a scrub. I'll never say that. He's not a scrub. Uh, he's a very good quarterback, very serviceable quarterback. Um, did he deserve the contract he got? Hey, two men agree upon something. Who am I to judge? But uh, <laughs> um, uh, in terms of like saying, like, oh, we don't have a quarterback. I'm like, your quarterback can come from any round, anywhere. Like, gone are the days of having to have a first-round 
number one overall quarterback to win a game. Like, you can get your quarterback mid-round, mid-first round, late second, third, fourth, undrafted, traded for, as we've seen. Uh, there's many ways to get a quarterback nowadays, so I do think that. But in the media, that thought has not been has not been talked about too much. It's still an old way. You need to have a number one overall in order to win, which is just not true, but I'll digress. I mean, if you, if you look at it, Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, six-rounder. He just went to another team and got another one. And again, we talk about the GOAT. <laughs> like, so please, 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 where, where, where Heineke came from doesn't matter. If he can get the job done, he can get the job done. And that's what he's doing for us right now. And I'm hearing a lot of fans being like, ah, you know, it's all right. You know, if we can find a better quarterback, let's do it, man. I'm like, hey, let's put some faith into what we have. We can't tell people to go somewhere. Okay, we can't tell fans, hey, you need to have faith in the team. You don't have faith in your quarterback, but he's winning you games. Haneke right now is playing effective ball, all right? He has had one He had one pick last game, which, again, the way it happened, I'm not going to say it wasn't his fault, but that is going to happen. And the NFL picks happen. No one's going pickless in the season before who, who's had over 200 attempts. It just doesn't work like that, man, okay? So picks are going to happen. But he has got his picks down. He's not throwing the same way anymore. He's taking reads. He's looking off. He's looking off corners now. And that last, in that last game of the touchdown to Gibson, he looked off the corner to throw it. That is a quality decision right there, man. He's learning. But we're not we're, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about hey, you know, uh, the defense is doing good, and if, if you, you you can just stay right where you are, Hanukkah, and just I mean I, I know you're gonna do bad, but just kind of do good for us. We'll be no man. He is balling right now, man. He is balling with one weapon. That's it. He's only had one weapon, and when I say a weapon, I do mean a pass catcher. Um, don't get me wrong. Running backs are definitely weapons. Antonio Gibson can't catch you at the background, uh, um, at the backfield. But also, with, with a running back, when you hand it off, it's not. I I look at running backs as as not true weapons only because you do have to respect them in the box, which I do understand, which is good. But the yards per an attempt on a running back are far outshadowed by the yards on an attempt from a receiver. So just to keep that in mind. So, so I'm like, hey, you know, they are weapons, but I'm talking about people that can get you some 30, 40 yards, you know, like averaging 15, 20 yards a catch, stuff like that, man. Like, he has one of those. All right. If he gets another, which should be Curtis Samuel, which should, which this weekend we should let him loose. If we let him loose, now he has Curtis and McLaurin, Lord have mercy. Now, again, it will take us some time to learn. I, I do think, especially at that game speed with – um. With Samuel, but yo, Samuel got that, got them burners. Who? McClellan got them burners. They also played together at Ohio, man. Just imagine, just imagine, man. Just imagine this game. I'm telling you, I really, I really feel like our receivers now can get, can get open, man, in this game. Also, don't forget about Cam Sims. I know he's not a burner, but he got speed, and his size is something that's not talked about that much, man. The dude is huge. Like, that can be our red zone target. The dude is, like, a really skinny tight end, if you want, if you want to be honest, man. Dude's 6'5". He's taller than some people's tight ends. Like, we just we just got to put him more favorable matchups in that red zone, bro. But 
Yo, Cam Sims should be out there, man. He really should be out there more. I don't know why I'm not using him as a red zone threat. We really should. Um, I think it showed last year in the Steelers game. When you get him hot, he is unstoppable. Like Cam Sims, uh, in in my opinion, he is our number one offensive breakout star that hasn't broken yet. Like he he he's just on the cusp. He needs to break out though. We need to get him red hot. He needs to get that ball fed to him. There's nobody out there that can stop him height wise. I'm saying like just strictly math, it doesn't match up, and he shouldn't be a, <laughs> and he shouldn't be dominating every possession he gets. I think it's just hard to funnel him the ball. I'm not sure if it's a communication thing or is it a route running thing, but I would like to see that really addressed, man, because like I said, I really feel like it could be a great red zone threat for us, man, especially with Logan Thomas going down and uh, us getting Ricky Seals-Jones back who's been out for a, a little bit. Having those two down there, man, you can't stop them. I mean, the speed, the, the, the speed of him with the target of of um Ricky Seals-Jones like it should be, it should be even, man. Like, I really want to see it. I really want to see. It. I just don't know how we gonna get that going, but I really want to see that, man. Also, don't forget, he went undrafted. Cam Sims went undrafted, man. So that was a great addition for us. Low money, low ceiling, man. We just need to get him more active, man. I know we can do it. I know we can do it. So let's let's really get him in there. Um, Ag. J.D. McKissick coming back. It is going to be awesome watching that run game going on. Here's the two things we need to look out for in this run game. We've been burning both ends of the candle with A.G. for the past two weeks, and we need to make sure J.D. McKissick gets the proper amount of touches. because I know that shit is still bothering A.G., and if we're going to make a postseason run, we definitely need him healthy. So let's make sure he is healthy. Also, people saying that we now like a run, a running team, uh, I don't think we're running team per se. I think that we have gotten better with that passing game that has now opened up for our running game. Because when you're playing from behind from so much, you abandon the run. But when you can play with a league and you're passing good, then you can you can get with the run. You can have time to let it mature and really get going. So I do think when again Heineke getting better, that's showing that when Heineke getting better, now we can run the ball. So okay, this is all getting back to our quarterback, man. Like, like, um, uh, don't get me wrong. Our defense is playing much better. We are gonna get to them, but we need to make sure that we like. I need to make sure that you fans know that we all know that we know. I'm not gonna say you fans. I'm I'm, I'm speaking with my people right now, right? Can I preach? Uh, uh, if you listen to say Amen, and you know, thank you. But yeah, can I preach? Man, we talking to my people, man. We talking to our people. Let's get this. Um, uh, if Heineke wasn't getting better, we would not have a run game. We couldn't have a run game because the, the position that he would put us would be in third and longs. But now we see at a maximum, we at third and short right now. At a maximum. On our third downs, we're going third and two, third and, third and one. I mean, I'm seeing great production out of there. And again, we have our quality catchers in Bates and Humphreys. Again, low targets, but quality catches coming down with that ball. In this game, I really think that those are going to be our two X factors right there, man. Bates and Humphreys going to be getting it. Now, I I don't think we'll ever see Humphreys go off for a 100-yard game. I don't think, think we'll ever see Bates go off for a 100-yard game. But in this game, I want to see Bates get a touchdown, man. He deserves it. I also want to see Humphreys get a touchdown. He absolutely deserves it, man. If both of them get a touchdown in this game, whoo, man. 
Now, again, I would love to see y'all four of them get a touchdown. I would love to see Bates get a touchdown, Humphreys and Curtis and, <laughs> and Tag get a touchdown, and have Heineke running in for one as well, and have AG running in and McKissick. But, you know, that's seven touchdowns, and let's not, let's not get crazy out here. We know. Seven, t- seven touchdowns is a very very tall tale to ask, and I haven't seen that since the days of uh, Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, that's very hard to do. But again, I just wanna, I, I just want y'all to know, like, don't feel like we don't have the weapons to keep up. Um, they're just not talked about weapons. The way that we got them is not sexy, and that's why you won't hear that in the media. Man, I sound like one of those conspiracy theory guys right now. Like, oh, they don't want you to know about the fluoride in the water. But no, uh, uh, um, uh, no. But this is the business. This is like again, the NFL is a business, and the media is a business. The media knows how to sell their product. The NFL knows how to sell their product. Just the media, the way, the way that they're selling their product right now, they're pushing certain teams, which they're always going to do. Again, this isn't no conspiracy. This isn't no oh, well, me and nothing. This is just how business is done. Let's just accept. Like let's just talk about it straight up. This is how business is done. The Washington market, for the size that it is, it does not bring in the numbers that it should, and that is why when I talked about in the favorable light, that is why other other programs, it's very similar to um, uh, Cleveland, other programs like Green Bay, they're favorable not because of the market size, but because they can win and because of the people that they draw to those games. Again, if I can get 75%, of 20,000 versus 1% of 200,000, they're going to take it like that. So, that's just how they do that. But, yo, give me one second, y'all. We're going to come right back. Again, y'all, let's to the Big Moose Time Show. Thank y'all so much. Yo, and we back, man. Thank y'all so much again for listening, man. It means so much to me, so much. Yo, uh, as, as we were saying, man, like, the D.C. market has historically been underperforming. Um, our air quotes around that. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be back, especially with these uh, crazy ticket prices right now, yo. So, they watched the football team actually had to put up some standing room-only tickets trying to get some more people into the stadium because, excuse me, the ticket prices were so high. I mean, I was looking at some of these ticket prices, man. They got, like, 300s that when I would go to, like, I went to the Chargers game. I went to, heck, I went to the to the Giants game. I've been to, I've been to several games. Anyway, um... These tickets were like $69, $80 for 100-seat sections, all right? Like five rows back from the field, $80, $90. And now, uh, because, you know, they went on a win streak, um, actually, t- to be honest, I don't think it's the win streak, really. I really think this is um, – oh, I think it's partially the win, the win streak. Also, I really think it is because of how many – Dallas Cowboys fans we have in this area, they're like, well, heck, I could just give it to them. I know they'll pay premium for this. Um, but I don't think they're really doing this to the Washington fans. It's unfortunate. I know a lot of Washington fans that want to go, but they have been priced out of going to this game. I mean, like I said, uh, 300 300s right now going for 300 354 uh, uh 400 uh 400 seats. So the 400 seat section, top of the bowl. Um, the nosebleeds, I like to call them the back scratches because your back is up against that fence up there. Um, those are going for 189 200 People are trying to resell standing room only tickets that the team released for $99 each, trying to get more people in there. People are trying to resell those right now for around 180 150 No seat. 150 basically to get up in a club, man. That's ridiculous, yo, man. I mean, I understand why someone 
wouldn't want to resell their tickets again. If you're not going to the game, I was gonna make a profit, man. You know, hey, hey, I'm not above people making profit here, but it's like you telling that you want the stadium to be packed out. And you were fans, in, man. I don't know what fans can afford that. That's a, I mean, that's a that's a lot of money for some nosebleeds, man. Top of that, it's a cold day out there. Again, I'm gonna be out there because your boy is a diehard, and I kind of plan for this. Also, my birthday is on Monday, y'all. So if y'all want to give a shout out, please uh, do listen to the podcast. Uh, again, I got a donate button on there. If y'all want to donate for my birthday or whatever, get all the funds will go directly to the podcast. Ain't no spending money, nothing like that. Everything go directly to the podcast, y'all. But yo, yeah, like again, like they really are getting priced out, man. Like we, like I do feel like a lot of people are gonna be priced out of this game that would otherwise go. Um, your viewership rate is gonna be out the roof. But in terms of packing that bowl out, man, I hate to say it, you're gonna see a lot of Cowboys fans in, man. Cause this is their one, this, you know, this is their one time of year that they come. So, like I said, like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a 50-50 turnout. But if it's not, I'm not mad. I can understand why. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to see everybody there that I can. That's watching team, watching football team fans, man. I really want us to be out there for the fact. Uh, let, let's get on to another topic though. Um. Again, we talked about the narrative of how we're being portrayed by the media. We talk about the ticket prices. One thing I feel like no one is talking about in all this is how to put is kind of like a ah, uh, he's like a how do I how do I see this? Uh, I'm trying to figure this out. He Heineke has a way of killing streaks in the best way possible. So a Monday night streak that we know that we weren't good at, Heineke won. Going against Brady, Heineke won. Um, playing the Raiders, Heineke won. Uh, like like he is he he is doing all these things that is just really putting like stuff into perspective. Really liking this. Um, going on the road, beating Cam in Carolina, Heineke won. Like he is putting to rest a lot of stuff. Um, oh, throwing an interception, not winning the game. Heineke has changed that. So he is changing the perspective of all these numbers that we always see, like. Again, Monday night, all I all I kept hearing about on that Monday night game was, man, y'all know how bad we are Monday night. Y'all know how we do on Monday night, man. Uh, we're not looking for a win on Monday night, man. Y'all know how it's going to be. And then Heineke comes in with, with the help of the defense, of course, and really gets it going, man. Again, this dude is a baller. All he has done is ball these last four weeks. And before that, all he did was grow. So he's just been growing and learning, man. Like, I really think this guy has something in him, and I want to I wanna see it. I want to see it. I want the fans to give him a little bit of faith. He has learned from his mistakes. He's continued he's continued to grow. And now we're seeing the fruits of his labor. This is a great outcome, people. Like this is exactly what we were looking for. It's something of this caliber. Something to have a quarterback who actually can come in, learn, adapt, and get better. And now we have one. Now we have one. And it seems like because we have one now, we're just like, ah, nah, I mean. We saw his ceiling. This is about it. Nah, man, we got to get somebody else. He can hold us over. I'm like, nah, man. Like, yo, yo, let's let's put some more weapons around him. Let's get him a formidable O-line. Not, not that our O-line's not doing anything wrong. Now O-line's great. I'm saying let's get those guys healthy. Let's see if we can make some more additions. I mean, Eric Flowers, Cornelius Lucas, great ads. Great ads. Let's keep, let's, let's keep it coming. Um... Remember when we dropped Morgan Moses? We were like, how are we going to do it? I mean, look, we're doing it. So it's, it's it's panning out. So, yeah, let's get let's get him some more some more O-line help. Let's get him another receiver. Let's get him a big-name receiver. Okay. Uh, um, 
again, I really think running back is secured at that point. Uh, but yeah, man, let's, let's get him all the weapons he can have. Look at defense is doing their thing, man. Let's defense doing things. Let's get that side of the ball, man. Jonathan Allen's bowling. Deron Payne is bowling. All right, Smith Williams is bowling. Ionitis is still coming down with it. All right, um, what should we call it? Um, uh, Collins is is changing. Remember the funny thing was we were like, yo, barring any any major change, we're not keeping Landon Collins this season. That major change happened. It looked like we're gonna keep Collins. We might have to restructure that deal, though. I do think a restructuring is going to happen. If that can't be agreed upon, then I do think he'll be let go. But I do think we're talking to him, man. We're definitely all going to talk. Be like, hey, uh, you know, I'd love to have you here, man. We just got to talk numbers real quick, man. Because at the beginning of the season, you know, like, we all know how it was. Mm. Mm. Took a crisp drink of that water. But yeah. Like, he's balling, man. Like, all, like, Cam Curl against seventh rounder. Balling. Bobby McCain, as much flack as he got in the beginning of the season, especially during that Buffalo game, he came up for us in these last two weeks, man. It's just looking good. Our team is looking functional. We're looking like we're gelling together. We're looking like we're growing. We're growing to something positive, man. It's something that we haven't seen in Washington for a while. So now that we're kind of seeing it, man, I do see some of the backlash. Like, it's just not enough. But, hey, man, we're growing. It's not going to happen overnight. And, um, again, kudos to Rivera, kudos to Del Rio, kudos to Scott Turner for sticking through this, man. Kudos to our online coach, the best in the business, for sticking through this. I know us fans were not happy with the product we were seeing earlier. I know y'all caught a lot of flack for this, man. I know it wasn't a good ride. And y'all still catching some heat for some stuff, man. But I'm telling y'all, the fan base is changing. We are changing over, and that is why this game is meaning so much to us this Sunday because we're finally seeing the change in the culture. Even if it's a small one, even if it's just a trend in the right direction, we're finally seeing it, and we really see a change. This isn't some random fluke. We're not beating a bunch of B and Z-less quarterbacks. We're not just having an easy schedule like the Cowboys, okay? We're playing hard people and beating hard teams. We're playing, like, two of the teams that we face possibly might be in the offseason. One of them for sure in the Bucks. Another one, Derek Carr may be in the offseason. We'll see. Okay. Like it's looking like it's looking good, man. We're, we're, like again, we're beating quality teams out here. And that's what I think makes the Broncos game so frustrating was us playing the Broncos. We knew we should have beat that team. We had every opportunity to beat that team. It literally went down to the last wide because we got a last minute interception because we were our defense was playing well. Our defense played well in that game in the Broncos. That was just an offense not gelling together. That was all offensive in that game. Our defense played well in that game. Man, just just be excited for this game, man. Please be excited for this game because, again, this is part of the culture change. Even if we lose this game, just talking, like, like hypothetically, let's say we lose. Knock on wood. We going. But let's say we lose. As long as we keep it close, I'm not mad at that. As long as we play with a contender and we're contending with the contender, that that, that puts me in that mind space that we can keep this going. That puts me in that mind space that, hey, okay, Heineke knows what he needs to tweak. You don't win them all, but you're going to win the ones that you put your all into. And when everything works out, it works out. As long as Heineke contends, I'm, I'm okay with this. As long as the defense keeps us competitive, I'm okay with this. As long as our receivers come down with the ball when it's supposed to, I'm competitive. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm content with this. Again, I'm looking for the W. I'm going to let y'all know that. I'm going to get my prediction in a moment. Yeah, I'm looking for the W. But, again, as long as we contend, 
I'm okay with this. I know where we need to grow. We can get that. So my prediction for this game, I'm going Heineke. I'm going Washington football team. Y'all can call me crazy all you want. I know. I know, man. But look, I'm going with the Washington football team. I think with everybody coming back, I think we're going to put up 32. I'm going to go 32-27 on this game. Watch the football. 32-27 Washington football. All right? Hey, y'all. If you're stuck around this this long, again, I'm going to see y'all in the parking lot. Hit me on Twitter. All right? I owe you a shot, not a beer, Jay Finley. All right? Uh, again, I, I I I'm just saying that every podcast because like I just I love everything to do over there, man. This ain't no beef. I, I just I feel like I gotta ex- put that uh, <laughs> at the end of each one. But nah, nah, yo, yo, I owe you a shot. Come get it again. It's your boy Big Moves Thomas. Follow me on Twitter at Big Moves Thomas on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. It's a boring life on there. You can follow me on TikTok. It has nothing to do with football, but for all football related stuff, it will be on that Twitter sphere, man. All right, um, I'm going to start making shared spaces as well so we can all talk in there. I just want to hear what you have to say, okay? Again, thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to me, man. I see the listeners going up, man. I really see you all really downloading my content. It means so much to me, y'all. Thank you all so much for showing the love like that. And again, feel free to hit me on Twitter. I'm not bigger than anybody out here, man. I swear I'm the smallest podcaster out here, man. I just, like, I would just love to interact with more fans. And I try, man. Like, 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 I do call and sponsor Twitter. Don't get anything, but please, man, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, bro. I'm always happy to hear from y'all, man. Always happy to give a response. Please, man, let us talk. Again, it's your boy Big Moose Thomas on the Big Moose Thomas podcast. I'll see y'all in the next one, and I'll see y'all on Sunday, man. <laughs> we won Dallas. Let's get it.